<laughs> that had a little extra to it. Is it because it's game day today? <laughs> I'm just trying to be like, I hear it every time. And I was like, that didn't seem like enough energy. So I was like, how can I make it more risky? You uh, brought it today. It is game day, dude. I am. That's right. Pumped. I'm so pumped for game day. I'm so yeah. pumped for football season. It's here. I'm so excited. Yes, sir. Uh, so, uh, so sorry to everyone because you're probably not going to get this. I mean, this will probably come out maybe 30 minutes before the snap. So we're going to yeah, tell so you all about it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Try to get like a little bit of it in. Sorry. It's really <laughs> both of our faults, but mainly mine. I was running really late today. <laughs> yeah. What is this? It started uh, It started out. Maybe we'll do it live. And then, no, let's do it at 11. Oh, man. My, my kids are going to the pool at 12. Oh, yeah. man. Then they're, they're still here. So it was. So I get out. I, I'm 15 minutes late already. My kid is still here. He just wants to play with his new stuff. And I, I can't say no. So I'm like, all right, man. Like, I'll just not do what I said I was going to do for an hour. Um, but so now here we are. So we're going to do a pregame uh, preview during the game. <laughs> so Very professional here, situation here. I'm sitting here in front of this uh, this uh, ring light. And I, I don't feel a heat. But it's just like over like a period of time. Yeah. I'm just like slowly getting warmer and warmer and warmer. We're about, we're about to start. And my face is like beat red from being so warm. <laughs> yeah. And so I yeah. just literally just go get ice cubes and like just put it all over my all over my face. Um, my wife is a is a, a personal trainer, yoga instructor, all that kind of stuff. And I went to uh, do yoga um, with her one day. And she was doing like a personal training thing. And I've been to yoga classes before. And, you know, there are all these like, you know, yogis and they're just, it's, it's like really easy for them. They lift their legs and yeah. stuff. And I am dripping in sweat in the first like three minutes. I'm just like yeah. a sweat monster it's, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So this is just. is not easy, man. Like that, it looks easy. You're exactly right. Like it looks really, really easy. And then the minute my kid tried to do yoga with me, they have like <laughs> yoga for kids on YouTube or something uh, like that. So uh, during the pandemic, we had him home. And I'm like doing this yoga with him, trying to like get him active and all this kind of stuff. And I'm struggling, dude. Yeah. Like he's making me look like an asshole. And I'm like, hey, buddy, like let's, let's yeah. just sit on the couch and watch TV or something. You know, like I'm really good at that. Man, I feel like I'm going to do this whole uh, episode like like crying and my yeah. face beat red. Okay, guys. Um, so pineapple. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Not a great uh, way to start this thing. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, so we're doing this at about um, almost one o'clock. So I guess we'll finish it around two and then I'll try to get it out as fast as possible. So maybe somebody will listen before the yeah. game starts. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, let's get into. So I haven't seen you since before you went to uh, Jets uh, camp. And I really yeah. like, kind of went back and forth on it a little bit. Um, so I so my wife uh, left for a week. She's uh, going home to see her parents. Um, I got a buttload of work at work, so I couldn't go. Um, so I kind of have the apartment to myself, uh, for the week. So I put on hard knocks. So I watched the mm-hmm. first episode of hard knocks and usually I'm pretty into it because they go like, you know, the guys that are like in the cut line, like, they might get cut. Yeah. They might not get cut. Who like is coming, who is starting to emerge kind of person. Right. This hard knock starts off as Aaron Rodgers is the greatest player of all time. And we're going to be awesome. Like that's kind of how it is. Yeah. And that makes me nervous for them because everyone's watching that. Yeah. Everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, this is this is it." Right. And and I was, it kind of made me think, man. I want the I want people to know how good we are, mm-hmm. but I, now I don't want them to know how good we are because I don't want to be the hunted. Yeah, I want to be it's the that pressure, right? It's, it's expectations, is pressure. You're getting everybody's best shot, which I mean, that's you're going to get everyone's best shot anyways. It's the NFL. But you're definitely not catching anyone off guard if HBO is broadcasting the fact that you should be Super Bowl favorites because you have the goat on your team now. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I um, so uh, yeah, that's why I like teams. That's why I like teams like the Panthers. I like the Commanders a lot this year. I like the the Pittsburgh Steelers a lot this year. I even like the Dallas Cowboys this year because how much are you hearing about Dallas right now? Yeah, everyone's talking about Philly right now. Right, Dallas is kind of Dallas went twelve and five two years in a row, and they got better. Yep. So. I know people are t- like down on Dak Prescott and McCarthy and all that kind of stuff, but th- those are the kind of teams I like this year. Yeah. So, all that being said, you are we're at camp. How was that kind of feeling like? Did we feel like we belonged in the same conversation as the Jets? What what where did you see just as an as a general note? Yeah, I as far as belonging in the same conversation as the Jets, 
that's a tough thing to kind of gauge right now, right? Because mm-hmm. we still have so many unanswered questions and what they added to their roster and why their outlook is as high as it is right now is mm-hmm. because they added a proven commodity in Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So he's coming in with high expectations that follow him, but high expectations that he's reached, that he's shown that he can play at. We're kind of the opposite right now. Our expectations are low from a national standpoint. If you listen to local media, they're also kind of tempering expectations, but they do have a little bit more optimism and promise about the way that they talk about the team, right? Fans, on the other hand, we are exuding optimism. Yeah. I mean, it's it's dripping from this fan base that we feel really good. We have a lot of positivity going into it. Um, we have NFL coaches. We have NFL players. And it's the first time we could say that in almost a handful of years. Yeah. So it feels really good. I think that what we saw on the field is that we can hold our own with the Jets, at least right now. That also has to be taken with a grain of salt because it's training camp. You know, um, there were some first string players that didn't play for the Jets at the joint practice. Sauce Gardner was out. Garrett Wilson was out. And those are two very big pieces of their collective puzzle. Mm. Um, Our guys looked really sharp. From what you would see on offense, Bryce, the thing that everyone keeps saying about Bryce is the unflappable word. There's a reason that keeps being said, though. It's the perfect descriptor for him. He really does not get rattled. And and I think we talked about this and I wrote about it in a Cat Crave article. One of the things that I was looking forward to most with training camp was to see how he reacted to adversity and when things weren't going well and when he was kind of up against it. He's proven now that that is exactly where he shines. The minute that something starts becoming difficult, it's it's like he puts his cape on and does become that superhuman processor that just does things that a rookie's not supposed to do. Yeah. You hear the national media is starting to talk about that a little bit too, where yeah. they're saying, you know, hey, we were down there for joint practice because of the hard knocks, because of the Aaron Rodgers thing. So we happened to get a look at Bryce Young while we were down there. Insane what he's doing. You don't see rookie quarterbacks look as calm, collected, and like they know they belong Mm -hmm. where they are in that position the very first time they're in an NFL training camp. We're going to get a good look tonight or today, this afternoon, at what he looks like. In like three hours. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We're going to get a good look right now if you just turn on your TV. (laughs) Um, No, but we are. I mean, we're going to get a good look. But what I saw at training camp was very encouraging on the joint practice. I think that both offenses look sharper than the defenses for the most part. Our defense did shine in the two-minute drills that concluded mm-hmm. practice. Yeah, uh, We got a three and out on the first string drive with Aaron Rodgers, forced him off the field quick, got a really nice cheer from the crowd for that because, I mean, our fans are also really like educated when it comes to the sport, and they know that like that three and out against Aaron Rodgers is a pretty, good, pretty big deal. It's a pretty nice thing to see from a defense that is learning new schemes, that is rotating personnel a little bit differently and we didn't have Marquise Haynes we just signed Justin Houston he wasn't really playing much so you're seeing all of these new pieces and they're in action and they're working together really Mm. cool to see second string it was about to be a three and out again but we actually capped it off with something a little bit better Camus Grugier Hill who I am now pronouncing his name exactly correct thank you very much Camus for telling everybody um another interception this dude is everywhere man he is a playmaker I'm super excited to watch him today um, our pass rush on that play too, on that third down where they forced that interception, Iku Leota and Amari Barno. Barno, that was probably the highlight of what I saw from Barno that day. Iku Leota, though, uh, look, I don't know how many more times I can say his name before somebody starts listening about this. And, and we've got great local reporters that are covering it too. I know Mike K has been pounding the table for Iku Leota as well. This is a guy that has shown some serious ability. They, if you talk about like a traits guy that we all like so much, and that's why everyone likes Amari Barno so much as a traits. And Barno does have great ability. Ikuliota though just looks like an NFL player when he's out there too. He's he's a little bit more filled out, you know. He's got a little bit more of a power aspect to his game too, but he does have a nice repertoire of moves to get after the quarterback. Just really fun to see him playing well. Mm-hmm. You know, he oh. he really looked good out there, and I can't wait to see him tonight. Tonight's going to be fun because we're going to get to see that pass rush and we're going to get to see what some of these young guys look like. You so the, this is the problem that we have as a as a as a podcast duo is that 
I write all this kind of like talking points that I want to I want to say, and then you like eloquently articulate like an entire <laughs> podcast in like ninety seconds. So then I just have to wing it when I when I go forward because you've already touched on everything. Yeah, I um, feel like you're wanting me to say sorry, <laughs> but instead I kind of feel like I'm getting an award too. I don't really know if yeah, that's a good or a bad thing. Yeah, all the watchers are like, oh. Thank God this isn't going an hour and a half because yeah, yeah look we can just make this really brief. I can just go ahead and hammer this thing home and we can yeah, get out right. of here. You no, know, no, no, start pre gaming. I want to play too. I want to play too. Um, so uh, so I I can uh, I want to just touch on the fans real fast. I yeah. think that the fans are very educated as a whole, and I think a yeah. lot of it has to do with we aren't spoiled by the you know Rogers Devontae Adams. Like you know a lot of fans yeah. like we got Rogers and Devontae Adams. Who cares? Like yeah. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. Who cares? Like you don't have to be as educated. For us, yeah. for for pretty much our entire history, we've had to win as a team, and we've always had to know individual players. And we've been bad a lot. So we've had to like have guys that we root for coming up because we have to have optimism about something. So right. I think our fans just in general are educated for that very reason. Yeah. Forged through the fire kind of situation. <laughs> yeah. We will talk yeah. about uh um Iku Iku Leota later, uh, because is. I want to talk to you about uh, <laughs> what we're watching. Uh, and going back to national media, I think you're right. Um, um, the guy from NBC Sports, Peter, I want to keep on saying Schrager, but it's the Peter King, Peter King. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, we're saying a lot, a lot of like that. And then this morning I'm, I'm reading, let me see if I can say his name right. Lee J. Doosable? Doosable, I think I'm saying his name right. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he was on uh, CBS Sports, uh, kind of pregame show, kind of sports show. Uh, he said, uh, I watched Bryce Young versus the Jets in practice this week. And I'm telling you now, that Young will win Offensive Rookie of the Year award. I've never seen a rookie quarterback as calm, cool, and collective in the pocket. Plus, never be flustered. The way he manipulates the pocket, processes, and throws yeah. with anticipation is a thing of beauty. And then I write down a few notes because this is what he tweets and this is what he says. He says he watched uh, in, in a, in a, a two-minute drill or three – or I think it's a two-minute drill that um, first down he got sacked. Mm-hmm. Second down he was – more pressure. He had to throw it away. And then he makes a huge big-time throw to Thielen. Yep. Then when they go and get a first down because I think it's two-minute drill – it's pressure, yep. like a throwaway or sack, and then he makes a huge play to Mingo, and then yep. they get a field goal to tie the game. So Mingo was everywhere too. Just to throw that in there, Mingo, oh, I, Mingo showed that he was a guy that steps up in a live situation like that. I think that he gained so much trust with Bryce just in that one joint practice. Just my like outside opinion watching it, it looked like Bryce was saying, "If I have to create." If, if that pressure is coming and I have to do my trademark creating off script type of thing, his eyes almost flowed straight to Jonathan Mingo because Jonathan Mingo has that physical profile to win those matchups. He, and he, he does have good route running, but I think where he's starting to develop is learning areas of the field and when to sit and not just keep going. He is building that rapport with Bryce where Bryce is able to look for him in spots as opposed to just trying to track him. And that's really good. That's that's what Adam Thielen, we all thought what he would bring. And he does bring that. Thielen has yeah. been terrific. He absolutely brings that. But Mingo adds that level of dynamic athleticism with that. So if he can start doing that, and that's what you want to see out of TMJ too, that's the next progression for him. So if TMJ and Mingo can kind of get on that same track and that same timing, and they both hit in the same way, this offense could be dynamic, man. It was a lot of fun to watch. What he said about Bryce with the pocket manipulation – Absolutely. He's spot on with that. There were instances where there was pressure coming. And Bryce, instead of scrambling out in a way where he's trying to gain yards with his legs, he manipulates the pocket. And what that means is that he moves up just a step or two, creates a little bit of extra time. He'll move laterally, left or right, and he will just have this sixth sense of knowing when that pressure is about to get to him. And he makes these subtle little movements that extends the time in the pocket. Then when he starts making that off script, getting out of the pocket, is where he's very dangerous with his arm angles and his arm elasticity to make these weird slot throw windows that he can just create on his own. They're not there. He just has an uncanny ability to create them. That's something we haven't seen out of a quarterback for us in a really long time. Yeah, people, I mean, I don't, gosh, man, I'm doing it again. I do it all the time, and I hate that I do it all the time. It's just like the easiest comp that I could think of. 
It's Mahomes-esque. Like, it's Mahomes isn't a runner. Run, run, Mahomes doesn't run for first downs. Yeah. He is elusive. He moves in the pocket well, and he makes sidearm. Like, he makes all of the sort of throws that you want. Our Aaron Rodgers is the same way. Rodgers is a great comp, and it was funny to and, – and comp isn't necessarily, like, how I mean it, but there are – linear similarities between the way that they throw the ball. And and that comes for a reason because Bryce does model a lot of his game after Aaron Rodgers. He's right. been on the record saying that big fan of his game. That's how he learned how to do some of this stuff. And it shows when he plays, there were some similar things. Now he's not at Aaron Rodgers level. I saw Aaron make, I saw Aaron make some throws in, in Spartanburg that were ridiculous. I'm talking, I was yeah. like a 45 yard on the move back shoulder, just dropping the bread basket. I was sitting there watching the game with Monty and um, Dunk on Demand and my buddy Jared for Cat Crave, Jared Feinberg. We're sitting there watching the watching the practice together, and all of us, when we saw that throw, were just like, holy shit, dude. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback make a throw like that in person. Yeah. It was just a cool experience. But Bryce does have a smidge of that Aaron Rodgers um, creation and, mm. and, and approach to the game. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I was, man, I'm, I made some... I didn't make drunk. I thought I was making informed bets about the Jets to my buddies at the bar. And man, the more I watch Aaron Rodgers, because you know everybody last year, everybody was like Russell Wilson, the Broncos, it's going to be amazing, you know. And mm-hmm. almost everybody that switched teams last year was bad. Um, and I think it's because Hackett's more the guy that's like, I want to, I want to like just give, I want to make sure that the everybody knows that they can be themselves kind of person and i think russ is so much more structured and needs everybody to be struck like more structured Mm -hmm. and i think that's the difference between the two whereas aaron Rodgers is like man i'll 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 get you i'll like i'll get you i'll I'll find you i'll make the throw just and they and he's it's much more freedom within the the um within the offense for them and i think the jets can be good i think they are i have them make the playoffs um i don't have them going like super deep in the playoffs but i have them making the playoffs They're, they're they're a fun team but man they got a they got they got a target on their back. I don't yeah, I don't do. like I don't like that yeah. at all. Anything else that you want to say? I, I want to kind of move on to the game a little bit. Is there anything yeah. else you want to say about camp and what you saw and what you like made, made you happy, sad, mad? No, you know, I think that I've touched on pretty much most of that. And and I did just put out an article with Cat Crave um that's kind of like a um the fan experience of what the Panthers franchise offered to fans and and it really was just a, a culmination moment for me of sitting there in Spartanburg getting ready to leave. I was sitting at um, Cribs, which is a really cool little bar, cafe, diner type situation. Great burger. Get the patty melts. Terrific. It's, it's a recommendation <laughs> that was given to me by multiple people, and it did not fail. Uh-huh. But sitting there and thinking about it, I was able to go to the Back Together practice on Saturday. I was able to go to FanFest, and I was able to go to this joint practice. There's a lot of really cool opportunities. Seeing all of this as a fan is something that we should all try to experience if you can. I understand that life happens and that there's a scheduling conflicts. I, I, I'm not like criticizing anybody for not doing these things. Mm. If you have a way, you should try to do it. Because getting to experience it and building that connection with the team and with the players, seeing them putting in the work mm. is a whole lot different than just watching on Sundays. It's great to watch on Sundays. Keep doing that. But knowing how much work and time and effort is put into these things is a really cool inside look at seeing this stuff. Getting to meet players, you know what I mean? And I I don't mean like we all went and had dinner together. Getting to watch them come out, say hello, you know, give a remark or something like that, see if they acknowledge you. People stand and they get autographs. I didn't do the autographs. If I had my kid with me, I probably would have because autographs are great, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean, for kids especially. I was less of that. I just wanted to get up there and watch the practice. But being able to see these guys come out and, and talk to them and show gratitude to them it's just a really cool experience, man, and it's a way to stay really in touch with the team. So I would highly recommend doing that. If you want to hear more about it, just go check out the article as well. I put a little bit of effort into it. Um, I would yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> man, it is. Um, and so I've, I've read a lot of your stuff just because, like, I'm, I'm, we were, I think we're friends. We're friends. Uh, and I wanna, yeah, we can I say support, that. <laughs> I want to support. I think this is probably your best best article yet i thought it was Thanks, i thought it was man. really 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 strong um i liked it i liked it a lot and i i definitely recommend uh, people going to uh read it um i have been swamped at work and i've been trying to social as much as possible but i definitely need to share that um <clears throat> on social uh because all right so i'm catching myself a lot a lot about it right now so 
I listen back to my uh, 32 and 32, and I I don't think I do it as much on these pods, but man, I do uh all the time. So <laughs> I'm going to try to catch myself so much doing it because it is not fun to listen to. <laughs> um, I don't notice it. It seems uh, good to me. Yeah, but we're back and forth. It's like you say something, I say something, you say something. When I'm by myself, I don't yeah, a little have more my difficult. thoughts like, yeah. all together, yeah. but I'm working on it. Let's go to game preview. Um, Hell yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, um, the <laughs> what we're looking for. I have things that I'm looking for in the game, and I kind of just want to run by what I'm looking for because I think that's easier than you taking all my things. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I want you to shine too. You're a star too, man. Like. Just want to play, twinkle, man. twinkle, Alex. Just, just let me play. I just want to yeah. play. Um, yeah. So I was watching Sheena Quick today. I don't know what the local show is that she goes on, but I just watch her tweets. Um, and um, she was saying that she's actually kind of interested in who RB2 will be. Blackshear is kind of running up the ranks. People are talking about it. Jonathan Stewart said something about Blackshear. I know when we spoke earlier – we were thinking of uh, Chuba being more that A.J. Dillon kind of role. Mm-hmm. It's starting to feel like he's kind of that Jordan Wilkins kind of role. And Blackshear is going to outsnap Chuba. What do you think about that? And are you interested in that matchup? I'm interested in the development. I'm interested in the usage. The one thing, though, that is going to kind of cloud that a little bit today is that Sanders won't go today. Um, he tweaked his groin, I believe it was. So with Sanders not going, you're gonna see Chuba start at the at, at with the first string right. offense. Yeah. Chuba also hasn't done anything though to not earn that position. Chuba has looked really good. He looked yeah. good in joint practices. He's put on, I think they said somewhere between twenty five and thirty pounds in the offseason. It's not fat. That dude is cut, he's big, and he's explosive, as I've seen him. He can still get downhill in a hurry and and make people pay for it. Now, he's seeking out contact. I, I love the way that he's been playing. He's on the jugs machine every day after practice with Tommy Tremble as well, working on his hands. He's had a drop every now and then in, in camp, so it's still not his strong point. It's not where he's going to make his bread. But he is a very good running back that I think we have to drop some of the preconceived notions about him and some of the judgment that we've already given. As fans, I'm talking. Um I do think that Blackshear is going to play an integral part, though. And I and we've been high on Blackshear for a minute. Yeah. I talked about him as a guy that had to make the roster when he was on the on the fringe of that. Yeah. He He's a dynamic, pass-catching, shifty runner. He's got great footwork. Um, he works in unison with his body and his head. I just think that his biggest thing right now, his biggest contribution right now, especially with the injury to Demir Bird, is going to be in the return game. Mm-hmm. He was already probably penciled in as the kick return guy. I think now he's definitely going to see the kick return and punt return responsibilities before anybody else does. Shai Smith will still battle with that. And I know that we have a lot of fans that are big Shai Smith supporters and fans because there's South Carolina connection. He's a local dude. He's going to have to make some serious wild plays if he wants to make the roster. I think that he's in a precarious situation. I know this isn't what we were talking about, but just to kind of touch on it a little bit, I know people really want him to make the roster. I know he's a talented football player it's going to be difficult for him to make the roster with the numbers right now. He's going to have to make some wild plays. Back to the running backs, though. I think it's still going to be Chuba is going to be running back number two. I think that he's going to have to do something detrimental to lose that footing. I just don't think it's going to be your classic running back one, running back two, running back three type of situation. I think it's going to be situational and rotational instances where they're going to play in favorable positions and where it makes most sense for the offensive schemes and the structures that we're running because Chuba if you are running something where you're going to slide him out of the backfield you want a running back that can go out and line up out wide and you have an empty backfield with Bryce you're probably not going to throw Chuba in that situation you're probably going to do Raheem Blackshear there now that's not tipping your hand because you can motion out and motion is a big part of the Thomas Brown offense that he's going to implore into this but it is just kind of (laughs) how it is right like chuba chuba's just not excelling at pass catching no doesn't mean though that he's not still going to be our second running back that plays in the game yeah yeah so it um well so first of all i'm going to come back to shy smith because i have him on my list 
Oh, he's yeah. Not, he is Damn not it, next Ricky. to my list. He is yeah. not next on my list because it doesn't go with how I'm making the flow with the podcast. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm really ruining your flow. I apologize so, about that. So you, the thing is, like, I was going to touch on him, but you kind of am setting. You kind of am. You kind of are setting me up to. Yeah, like, I kind of am. Yeah. What I was setting, what I was going to talk about next, because Sheena Quick also said that she's looking at Chanel, and I think that's interesting in the fact of maybe Naheem Hines needed to be used more because they didn't have what we have. We have a plethora of pass catchers. We have mm-hmm. so many things, so many guys that are so dynamic and can be used in so many different Versatile. ways yeah. that we don't need, we don't need that uh, back out of the backfield as much. I'm not saying we won't have him, but I'm saying we don't need them as much. So I think that's kind of a, um, a tuba Incline, uh, we've got this. Yeah, it's it's what you said though. We've got players that have versatility, but it's almost like the inverse versatility of what Frank had in Indy. Right. What Frank had in Indy is he had his receivers that were only receivers. Yep. He had running back in Naheem Hines that could very easily transition out wide into that receiver role, but from the backfield. Mm -hmm. What we have is almost the inverse. We've got guys like Chenault, like Tommy Tremble to an extent that can take their alignments and come into the backfield and that we could run designated sweeps and all kinds of stuff like that to get them out into space and to create, you know, opportunities for them. It's a different kind of versatility, but it is an interesting thing to watch. Sheen has a great point with that because Chenault, he didn't practice um, with the joint practices. He was out. So we didn't get to see what that usage was going to look like in that live competition. So seeing him tonight, will be really interesting. And again, I go back to that Demir Bird injury because that is going to open up opportunities. I think that LaVisca might even see some kick return, maybe punt return. He's done kick return in his career before. I don't know that punt return will be something that they put him at, but that's an interesting thing to watch. We're going to have to try to figure out something in that position. Special teams is such a pivotal part of playing football. And I think that sometimes fans, we overlook that because we're so hyper-focused on quarterback or we're so hyper-focused on pass rusher and cornerback and all this other kind of stuff. Those are the marquee players. I get it. They're they're exciting. They're the brand names, you know. But don't forget about what a great returner can do. Devin Hester, Dante Hall, you know, Cordell Patterson for the, for the Falcons. We've seen it up close and personal. These guys change a game and field mm-hmm. position, not even just touchdowns and stuff, just field position and not giving the ball over in a turnover by muffing one. Mm-hmm. It's all really important, and I do think that she makes a great point that Visca is somebody that we have to look at to fill that versatile role. Yeah, yeah. I um, um, I need to see. I'm with you about Shy Smith. The problem isn't Shy. You said this. You said this. We we said we talked about it on our old tweets uh, episode. Yeah. It's not that he isn't good enough to make the team. It's just that he doesn't give us anything that we don't already have yeah because we are keeping demir murd demir bird it i i don't think we're not keeping him i don't think he's a cut candidate i think that we're waiting for him to come back he's going to be our returner i don't see him not being well and he probably goes on either ir or the pup so i mean he's not going to count against like they have an active and an inactive pup he's not going to count against that roster spot right but what i'm saying is they said a month right so that was six a to month. eight, six to eight weeks. Oh, really? I thought it said a month. Six to so, eight weeks and could require a procedure. Would you rather? Let's say just just say uh, sure. Let's say he, he it's eight months, so he misses yeah. four weeks of the season. Would we rather have Blackshear just do it for four weeks, and if Blackshear somehow went got hurt, have Chenault there, have even somebody like um, uh, uh, GJ Shark there, like right. someone that we that we still trust? And still have that sort of um, person for or Ikuilo Iku. Why am I why am I messing up his name? Iku the Yoda. Uh, I don't want to actually talk about him very much, but I want to say I'm just doing that as a comp of there's guys that are on the cut uh, spot that are in yeah. places of need, and right. Shy, I think Shy is going to really have to prove something to for us to be like okay, we need we need him to be on the roster to take over for Demir right. Bird. To give legitimacy to keeping six wide receivers as opposed to keeping five or six outside linebackers type of situation. 
in a position group where the receivers that we have are a more established position group. And we can say that for the first time as Panthers fans in a long time. That's the thing that we talked about is that Shai Smith made that roster last year because he deserved to make the roster. It wasn't just some sort of like hand him the thing. He, you know, whatever. He was a late, late guy from South Carolina to give him a chance type of thing. No, no, he earned it. He's a good football player. This receiving core is a little bit different. That room is filled with proven NFL players that we don't have to guess as much about. Mm -hmm. The other positions on this team that you do have to worry about, corner, outside linebacker, uh, interior offensive line, those are positions that you're going to want to keep an extra person in case whoever it is that you are banking on to produce and to step up, if they don't, you need to have some other people in there to start throwing them into the fire and see how they handle it. That's probably what we'll see tonight. And that's and I think that's what she's alluding to when she says that she's focused on LaVisca. If he shows a ton of value, that is detrimental to Shai Smith. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because he's showing exactly what you're asking about. Can can Visca just hold that over with Blackshear instead of adding another person and taking up that roster spot? I think he can. And I think that that would be the smart way to go about things. I think that you keep five receivers, you know, six receivers, including Bird, but Bird starts on the PUP. Right. right. Exactly. And I think that we're going to have Wright, man. I don't think Wright's going to get picked up. I think that he will sit on our practice squad. And I think that he's strong enough to, if something, some, some, a multiple injuries happen. We still have guys like that. that can, I think can Gary move Jennings up. will be on the practice yeah, squad. Jenny, I think uh, yeah. that Gary Jennings is a good player. Yeah, Fast, yeah. I think, we have, man. I think we have a ton of guys. We're just so deep at receiver, and it's so yeah. weird to say because everybody's saying that our our weapon our weapons are are bad. Uh, but I think you make a good point about the interior offensive line because we did not think that that was going to be a problem. Right. And it kind of seems like it might be a problem for us. I thought Cade Mays was going to take a step. I think I thought Christensen was going to take a step. I thought Zavala was going to be able to come in immediately. It looks like Jensen's making a push and might make the roster, which I didn't think was going to happen. Yeah. What are you seeing there? The interior of the offensive line is just a little bit troublesome right now because they have been vulnerable and there has been pressure generated from really both sides and up the middle. Bradley Bozeman is a great center. I'm not concerned about Bradley Bozeman. But talking with Jared Feinberg again the other day, he made a good point that he that he's brought up. Bradley Bozeman's six foot five. His leverage as a center, it's a little bit more difficult for him to maintain that low posture, keeping his pad level low and 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 keeping his balance at a low position, where that's how you win in the trench. So he does have a little bit from a pass pro standpoint that like you would like to see him improve upon and get a little bit stronger and more consistent with some of his technique aspects he's a mauler he's strong as hell and he's going to go to bat for his guys but then you put Brady Christensen who has struggled anchoring and has struggled with power he's he he was a a tackle in college for BYU he didn't have the length that was desired by NFL coaches to stick him out there on the outside so he's he's handled that left guard position decently I think that what you worry about, though, is that with Bryce, you have a franchise quarterback now. You don't necessarily want decent from those positions. You want really good and consistent and reliable and, and anchors. That's, that's what you want from those guard positions. The right guard, we know that when Austin Corbett gets healthy, he's got that. Yeah. He was, he's, he's one of our best, if not our best, interior offensive linemen with Bradley Bozeman. He was a huge addition last year, and I think that we're starting to feel that by the way of loss right now right like yep. nothing shines a light on how good something is when until it's just not there anymore yep um i think that the problem is that they've had a really high hope that Cade Mays comes in and wins yep. that job shorthanded yep. right like no doubt it's his he's going to take it and there's even going to be a conversation about do we move him to the left when Corbett's ready because Cade played so well that hasn't happened it just like just to be clear, it just hasn't happened. Mm. That doesn't mean that he's been garbage or anything like that. It just means that he hasn't taken that job. Mm -hmm. Zavala is interesting, but he hasn't played any time. His injuries were a really big issue for him in training camp because of the fact that those reps were imperative for him to show what he could do and to give a little bit of trust and confidence from the coaching staff. Um, I think that Justin McCray. I think that he still is a guy that's going to get a look at that right guard position if Cade Mays starts struggling. He's he's a proven NFL player. 
they like they like Nash, but he's still a undrafted free agent. It's going to be a difficult task for him to come in and take that away from Kay or McCray. Mm-hmm. That's that's just what I Cade or McCray is is just my gut feeling. Mm-hmm. Watching it, they did start doing some rotational usage with all of them, so they are exploring that. I think that they know that that is a vulnerable spot on the roster right now. I'll be really tuned in to see how that goes tonight. That left guard, I think, is going to be Brady's, man. I I just don't know how you take him off of that unless Zavala comes out and starts looking incredible and you say, okay, look, Icky and Zavala on that left side with Corbs and Timo on the on the right, mm-hmm. if that's what comes to fruition, awesome, man. I'm for it. I, I was high on Zavala. I like him. Don't have a problem with Brady Christensen. I also don't feel 100% confident that he's the solution at that left guard spot. But right now, he's better than what we've got going at the right guard, too. So easy on the criticism on Brady until we get that right side figured out for the next four or five weeks, too. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I don't know if we just missed it because you know how big I am when people talk. Listen, mm-hmm. uh, they they almost drafted a, a, um, a offensive lineman over Mingo. Mm-hmm. They drafted Zavala. They might have just looked at Cade Mays and, and was like, this ain't, this ain't the dude. So I I hate that I missed it because I usually that would usually be the first thing that came to my mind. But I just I thought that Cade Mays was doing so well last year. I just kind of didn't think about it. So well, and I think they drafted him too. I, yeah, I still think that they had confidence in Cade. I don't think that the draft pick of Zavala was necessarily indicative on being low on Cade or anything like that. I think they knew that they had both of their starting guards coming off of significant injuries and that there was a high probability that Corbs wasn't going to be ready for the season opener mm. and for maybe the first few weeks. Yeah. You also can't have enough depth at offensive line. Right, right. No matter how good you are, you look at like the San Francisco 49ers. Trent Williams is an absolute star. What else do they have going? Right. You have to be solid across the board. We watched the Texans last night. Yes. Was, absolutely yep. shredded with their <laughs> offensive line. And poor C.J. Stroud is fighting for his damn life out there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, don't get me started on that. <laughs> fighting for his damn life out there. And we want to sit here and talk about, you know, oh, Brady Christensen can't play. No, Brady Christensen would be a starter on the Houston Texans. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's a yeah. serviceable football player. He's a good football player, and he and he's a hard worker. Mm. But I do think that we knew we needed depth, and I think that they knew we could still upgrade. You always want to upgrade. And Frank Reich has said that multiple times. Scott Fitterer has said that when we talk about like the outside pass rushers mm-hmm. this offseason. He said that. You're always looking to upgrade the roster if there's an upgrade available. Right. So, yeah, taking a flyer on a guy like Zavala that has all the physical tools in the world. Yeah, man, it's a, it's a good pick. And I do think they're high on him. Yep. And, He's and got to get out there and get reps. Got to stay there, healthy. There might become a time where we need money and we just have to move on from Moten. And if we move, we might have to put, and Cam, Cam Irving ain't, ain't uh, young either. So we might have to take Brady and put him on the right, the, the right tackle. And yeah, then we have Cam, to Cam a- I think is, his value is definitely from a mentor veteran right. in the locker room standpoint, right. to be completely honest right now, because yeah. he was getting, he had some tough reps yep. in camp. He had yeah. some oh, tough situations. Yeah, he ain't good. We, we, he ain't good. I mean, he, he's, <laughs> he's not a starter in the NFL. There you go. My opinion. There you go. Uh, so let's go to the defense. We're, we're kind of uh, going like to – we can talk about offensive line forever. Yeah, uh, yeah, let's, yeah, Let's go and see what we're looking for on the defense of end. I am super – because you've seen these guys in person. I am super uh, excited to see Kamu. 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 Kamu Grugier Hill. I'll just go with Kamu. Um, there you go. And then <laughs> – and Leota. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I haven't seen them yet. So I'm super, super, super si- excited to see them. Yeah. And man, if you get both of those calls right early on, <laughs> see, I got, so I had Sanders coming in. He was a pro bowler last year. I said, that guy's going to be good. Yeah. I had DJ chart come in. I said, that guy's good. I had yeah. uh, Thielen come in. I was like, that guy's good. I had Hurst coming in. I was like, that's it. But that, those are big calls. Those are like the calls. If you get these dudes right, man, <laughs> you, what do you, I get? You, you get, you get what I got. Times two. Okay. So nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> I like it. Zero times two is still zero. <laughs> uh, so, what do you think? So, I don't, that's kind of like, what do you think of Iku Leota? I know what you think about him. Yeah. Are you excited to see 
him with somebody? Are you excited to see? Are you are you trying to judge him versus Kobe versus Barno? Uh, what what kind of idea are you looking for on the the defensive or outside linebacker position? Yeah, that's a great point. What you just said there with the Ikuliota and Kobe Jones aspect of it, that really is the thing to kind of keep an eye on. And it's not a battle necessarily between those two, but it's going to be hard to find a roster spot for both of them. Right. So Kobe has the one year of NFL experience, no statistical production to write home about like zero literally i'm not trying to like just be bad right. about it but like zero production um of a mass <laughs> stats <laughs> i love that we have to qualify everything now yeah i know i know um but you look at that what's the right way of saying it? if it's not a battle it's just a competition between those two yeah where one of them is probably going to end up making the roster one of them probably isn't, barring injury or anything like that. Kobe does look good, and he has probably flashed more than Iku Leota has. Iku also, though, has shown to be coming on strong lately. And when you start making impressions leading into the preseason at the end of training camp and in joint practices, it is in the forefront of this coaching staff's mind. So if he comes out tonight and he has a really good night and he starts getting more reps, it's going to be difficult to keep him off the roster because of what he did show in his brief time at, at Auburn before some injuries kind of derailed his time there. That's the thing that people don't understand about him. He's a high caliber player. Just because he went undrafted doesn't mean that he's not a very good football player. It just meant that from a draft prospect standpoint, he had red flags and he had things that decreased his value to the point where you didn't use draft capital to get him. But they signed him real fast as an undrafted free agent. They went and got him on that team real fast. And I know people love Rajon Wright because they did the same kind of thing with that, and people thought that he would be drafted. The difference is Rajon has not looked terrific in camp. Rajon has struggled. Iku has surprised. When you get a guy that surprises, it's very similar to Nash, right, for the offensive line. You get a guy that comes in that you like his tools, you like his size, you like all those things, but then you start seeing him put it together, playing, all right, I, I think of it this way. Treat it like a science experiment, right? You come up with a hypothesis in training camp. This is, this is what you're thinking. You run the experiment in preseason, and then your conclusion is in that regular season. That's where you get your answer. That's where you put it in motion. This is our experiment right now, preseason. We have our ideas. This coaching staff has these thoughts in their mind. This is where they are going to work it out. Pay attention to everything that they're doing. Pay attention to who's getting more snaps because that's going to show favor, right? That's mm -hmm. going to show where they're leaning, what their inclinations are as far as who they like. Just really pay attention to the nuance of what these guys are doing and, and what packages they're playing with, what personnel they're on the field with. If you see Iku in there with some of the guys that you know are going to make this roster, they're getting a look at what he can do in that situation, not just running with the third and fourth guys that are fighting for that roster spot. What does he look like out there with the guys that we know we're going to deploy? And if he looks like he belongs out there, then he belongs on the damn roster. Yep. Yeah. It's it's also you're not just thinking for this year. You are thinking for this year. So so say that him and Kobe, say that Kobe is uh, 51% and uh, Iku is 49%. Where you And you see like, it, it, and, and Iku started off at 5% and got right. up to 40. So he's like trending this way. You sign Houston. Houston ain't young. So yeah. you're gonna you'd rather have someone next year that you think can be that guy. Sure. So what's more likely? Is it going to be Kobe or is it going to be this guy that's never played in the NFL before that once he had three weeks to prove what he got, right. just went this way and has right. all the physical tools? That's kind of I think I'm, I'm I think they want to have the best team possible, but when it's like this little like this little bit. Yeah, I, th I think you're gonna have to go with the younger person that has some future played planning, NFL. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and who stands to benefit from learning from Justin Houston? Like, whose whose physical traits and play style and approach mm -hmm. to that position reminds you more of somebody that could benefit? Like we talked about it the minute that they signed Justin Houston. What a great person for DJ Johnson to learn from, right? Right. And and there's there's other players and we we focus on Iku and Kobe because I think that they're the ones that are fighting for that final spot in the outside linebacker room.
But there are other players that are really important to watch too. We know that Marquise Haynes is injured right now, but mm-hmm. when he comes back, he's a big part of this defense. Yeah, I, I don't want him to just be forgotten about because we signed Justin Houston. Justin Houston is going to play about the same usage that he played last last year in Baltimore. He's going to get 400-ish snaps, 450 snaps if he stays healthy. That leaves a ton of snaps for somebody to still play. Yeah, And that still, hopefully, is going to be that combination of Marquise Haynes, YGM, and DJ Johnson. That's That's what you're looking for. DJ Johnson is still going to make this roster. Yeah, he has to. I don't know how great they feel about what they've seen. I don't know how great I feel about you what I've seen. Give, yeah, you can't give up on him yet. With no, that, and there's no capital. reason to give up on him, though, because yeah. you also didn't draft him to come in and be Brian Burns. You right. drafted him as an edge setter. You, yeah. That is what you drafted him as initially. The sense of urgency with him and where fans are, are worried is because of his age, that he's already – he'll be 25 in his rookie yeah. season – who cares? Yeah, you know what cares? I mean? Who like cares? if he turns into a good player, then he's a good player. It doesn't matter if he's 25 or if he's 23. Yeah. Yeah. You could get more time out of it, but that's, that's not what we're talking yeah. about. We're talking okay. about evaluating if the guy's a good football player or not. Yeah. You never he, know how much time you have. Like he gets a yeah. second contract. He might go somewhere else anyway. So who knows? He was brought in for a purpose though. So let's right. just see what they are going to do with him and how they want to use him. Do they use him in even different formation, different alignments? You know what I yeah. mean? Because yeah. he maybe play with his hand down a couple times, and and when we get in those sub packages where you have outside linebackers with their hands in the dirt and type of thing, I do think that he could be there if if we if we wanted to. You know, I think that that adds a little bit of a physical dimension. We would lose the speed aspect, and that's that's where you just really struggle with him is the fluidity and like athleticism of his pass rush. I guess is the right way of saying yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He's got great straight line speed, but he hasn't shown the move to get past anybody. He's right. shown the ability to hold his own on the setting the edge, and that's it. Yeah. But we've got a plethora of guys, man, that we're going to deploy in a rotation. We're just talking about Iku and Kobe the most because that's the battle for that last roster spot. It's it's the same as uh, the receivers, right? You yeah. You have to. You just don't. You can't have somebody that duplicates the same thing that other people do. Right. So right. and that's what we're talking about. Iku versus uh, Kobe because they do the same yeah. sort of thing. Yep. Whereas exactly what you were saying. Uh, so we just got to make sure that just because we don't talk about defense as much because it's a little bit more, I guess, nuanced and harder to follow than the offense because the offense is the ones that has stats behind it, like yards. Yeah, it's catches. easy. It's easy for fans to be able to for us to be able to sit there and say. Quarterback had a good game, threw for 300 yards, 75 percent right. completion percentage, right. and two touchdowns, no picks. Those are quantitable, quantitative measures that we can look right. at and support our gut feeling, right? Right, exactly. But with defense, you don't always know. YGM was a great run defender, right? Yet fans think that he's a terrible, terrible player <laughs> because he's not able to get after the quarterback the way that you would want a second round pick to produce, right? And that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, Derek Brown had zero sacks last year. Doesn't mean that he's I can't not... wait to watch him tonight, dude. He is a yeah, monster. Yeah, it's just it's 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 the yeah. I I, I want to see Bryce too. I want the guys that we want. Yeah, see, I want to see every, the big names. Yeah, Hell yeah, yeah. Everyone's just, I, I'm I I just don't want people to turn off the TV when the starters go out because I want them to have somebody to look at. Right. Uh, so I I want to touch on these like roster bubble people. Yeah. Because we're not on hard knocks. You don't you're not learning about these bubble guys. Yeah. So. I want you to pay attention to these people when you listen 30 minutes before the game yeah. Uh, yeah. about these guys. I don't think that the secondary – I think the secondary is pretty set. I mean, you might get one more corner. I do want to see Jamie Robinson a little bit. But for the most part, I I, I kind of know what I have. I want to see right. CJ because I've heard really good things about CJ in camp. Yeah, he's um, good. Yeah, so I want to, I want to see the secondary, but there's nothing I'm I, I'm just generally watching them. I don't I don't think I'm, there's some there's a battle or competition that I'm really looking for. Right. Do you think that, or is there somebody that you're really looking at? No, for the most part, uh, that's that's the overall same feeling that I share is that I know JC and Dante are starting corners. We know that. I just want them to get out of this healthy. Um, mm-hmm. CJ and Keith both had good camps. Mm-hmm. Keith has looked a lot more confident both of them have but Keith in particular has looked a lot more confident out there that he's being told things from the coaching staff 
of where to be, how to play, what he needs to improve on. Everyone is just being coached. And mm-hmm. that's an, it can't be said enough. Mm-hmm. The, the improvements that we should expect are direct results from coaching. And if we feel so good about the coaches, we should be at least open to the idea that we are going to improve across the board at these other right. positions that we've been worried about. Right. I, I think you're right, though, that there's not as much of a, man, so is, is CJ going to make this roster? Is Keith going to make the roster? We know what they're doing. We still want to see it in a game. CJ yeah. had a really good camp last year. And just because you put it out there in a camp, in a practice against your team, doesn't mean that it trans- translates over to live action. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's still something to watch. But it's more to watch to see how much they've improved. Not not like a question of have they, but enjoy how much they've improved. Appreciate what you see from them out there and feel comfortable going into the season. I do still think that there's Stanley Thomas Oliver is somebody that I'm still kind of watching because I want to see what he does with his size and all that kind of stuff where he his contributions on special teams. I am still kind of watching him just because I, I hope he makes the roster. I like what he brings. It's just going to be interesting to see how he fits there, too. Um, Safety-wise, we know Von Bell, Xavier Woods, uh, Chin is going to play that star role. It'll be really fun to see the defensive schemes with all these players that we're talking about and to see them come out in these formations. Chin looked really good playing in that star, you know, that third oh, yeah. safety on the field. Am, He's looked really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm So excited. I'm excited to see him. Uh, you're right about Jamie. I, I, I would like to see... Jamie gets some time out there because he's, as everyone likes to say about him, he's got that dog in him. He is a he's a ball player. Once he puts the pads on and the helmet on, he's he's better than he is in practice from the way you hear other people talk about him in college and stuff like that. Yeah. So I am very interested in watching all of those things, but it's a little bit more sealed up on the defensive side than it is with some of the offensive positions. Yeah. Yeah, and in general, I know we like didn't really touch on on them, uh, but I I I, I want to see Corral. I I yeah. I am interested. I don't think that we are like showcasing him for a right. trade. Yeah, I think we will, if we do, we won't do it before the season. We will do it if we get the best possible. I don't think we would do it for less than a third rounder. I think somebody might go down in the middle of the season and they might need somebody to become a backup or some sort of competition player if he shows out well. But if he doesn't, I don't think we're I don't think we're moving him at all. I think we want to keep him around because yeah. I think that him and Bryce are very kind of similar in the yeah. way they play. And I don't think <laughs> that would be that would be I mean, but I think they I think they both have live arms. I think they have live arms. I think they're they're mobile. I think they're they're much they're much more alike than Bryce and Andy Dalton, I think, as far yeah. as like the their talent level, I guess. Um, this man, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. I don't. I can't get too I'm not far. Sure that I do. Alex. I can't go too far. I can't go too far into. Yeah, they both have yeah. very live arms. They they both move well in the pocket. They're both undersized. I I think that with Bryce there. Corral can get better. It sounds weird because Bryce is younger. I think mm. Corral can learn from Bryce a mm. lot um, and Dalton, honestly. But Dalton ain't going to play forever. Dalton might not play next year. Might, Dalton might, might retire pretty soon because I think that yeah. he's got gunning for McCown's role. McCown's going gunning for uh, the offensive coordinator role. Anyway, I want to see Corral. I want to see Corral. Uh, I want to see Tremble. Uh, but I think those are the guys that we, we kind of all know and want to see and that, that yeah. sort of thing. So I didn't want to Tight really end is a good one to touch on, too. Like, just yeah. the, a brief, like, pay attention to what they're doing with the tight ends. They're because doing, that's yeah. been a really fun thing to see in camp is the usage of tight ends. We haven't had a lot of tight end plays run. We haven't had a lot of productions from that position for a while. Mm-hmm. So it is going to be really fun to see Frank and Thomas Brown scheme up all those opportunities for the tight end room. Because tight end rooms look good. I'm, I'm excited about Tommy Tremble. Stephen mm-hmm. Sullivan has looked good. Uh, I just, where does he make the team? He is right, a, he's a, right. he's a vertical stretching tight end. And if he's not running, you know, inside digs, inside cuts, it, it, it's just, there's not a whole lot of opportunity, but he's looked really damn good, man. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 It's the same thing. We're, yep. Dupl- dupl- yeah. Uh, I'd rather have reach, uh, Richie than, than, uh, um, Sullivan. Sullivan. Is there anyone we didn't touch on? I mean, we, I, Kamu. Yes. Everybody's excited to see him. Mm-hmm. We, we, everybody's heard the buzz. We're just excited to see it. There's no real, what are we watching from him? Yeah. 
Anybody else that we didn't touch on that you're just excited to see? I still do. I, I'm still interested to see Shai Tuttle and Deshaun Williams out there. Yeah, okay, I, yeah. Because, you know, those are those are acquisitions to the team that we have not seen in a Panthers uniform. We have not seen in this defense. So I am interested to see how they play. I don't anticipate, you know, mind-blowing plays and sacks and stuff like that coming from them. But I do think it's going to be really interesting to see what they offer and what they bring to the table. As Panthers fans, when you have a new player on the team, it's always fun to kind of get a first-hand look at yeah. them in the preseason, even if it's for limited reps or anything like that. Yeah. It's Houston just nice to see what they do. Is Houston, Houston playing tonight? I would think so, to be honest. Okay. I don't know. I, I haven't looked. Before we got on, I didn't even look at like if there were any announcements made or anything. So yeah. some of the stuff that we're talking about, maybe there's players that aren't even playing. But I would guess that they would want to get him some reps. Right. I would think so, too. I, don't, I, I think that Frank operates a little bit more on the Andy Reid train of thought when it comes mm-hmm. to preseason. Andy Reid likes to get his starters playing time. He mm-hmm. feels that it's important for that rhythm and timing and getting getting into the groove of football season before football season is there. You don't really want to find your footing in the first three weeks of the season. You want to come into it already on the ground running. Right. So I do think that we're going to see players play today. I think we might see a more next week, you know, like depending on how. I'll be there. Oh, for next week? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, Giants. that's right. In New York. Yeah. Yep. Look at you. You are going to get some action. <laughs> um, maybe I'll let you do the podcast next time. I'll yeah. let you come up with all the all the star yeah. moments. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I just I'm looking forward to seeing all of the new additions, the big names and small names. And I really just am excited to see Panther football back on the field on TV and enjoying it. It's just a great feeling. Yeah. Man. I'm just really excited that football season is back. And after this podcast, the next podcast we do will be a review of what we saw in a Carolina Panthers football. Let's game. go! Yeah, so I, I'm a happy camper today, man. Yeah, yeah, but I think you're right. I think we have to play. We have two division games back to back at the beginning of the season. We have yeah. to. We gotta have keep to going. Our, we've right. got to play our guys early. We have to. Have to. Have. And to there's only that. three preseason games. There's yeah. no. There's not four <sighs> games anymore. So yeah, you have three opportunities to yep. find out what you've got going and to build a rhythm and chemistry with this team. Put them out there and let's play them. Right. It, yeah. it, J.C. Horn, maybe he doesn't need to play a whole lot. We yeah. know what he's going to do. I do want to see him get some reps so that yep. he can build his confidence and, and feel good out there. But I don't need to see him out there for right. a quarter. I don't need that. Right. Two, Dante Jackson, two I want to see him get his confidence too, though. I want him to be out there and play full speed against somebody else and feel good about it. Yeah. 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 And the fact that we're going against the Jets, uh, they got some – receivers and i don't know if garrett wilson is playing or not i have not looked at that i know he didn't practice on the thursday that or the wednesday that i was there um if he plays tonight that was one of the matchups i was anticipating more than anything at that joint practice was jc horn lined up against garrett wilson that's mm-hmm. the that's two dynamic up and coming could be top tier players for their positions so i want to see that you know yeah i yeah. I, I do i still want to see uh Derek brown against elijah vera tucker on the inside and there were some of these one-on-one reps that we saw in the drills, but I want to see him on the game. And now we get that opportunity. So a lot of stuff to look for tonight. And I can't wait to talk about it after the game. Sweet, man. Yeah, we're doing it tomorrow? We're doing it tomorrow? Yeah, probably. I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm going to a barbecue spot to watch the game uh, today with uh, Jared Catcrave, my colleague oh, cool. over there. Um, so we're going to go and do a little bit of live dissecting of the game and, and eat some smoked wings and, and enjoy a little bit of Panthers football, man. Yeah, man, I'm gonna I'm going to do the, basically the same thing, but you it's not barbecue because we're in New York and <laughs> yeah. we just yeah. don't have that much here. Yeah, uh, but that it's sounds really amazing. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gonna go eat bagels and <laughs> yeah, beer. Yeah, yeah, bagels and beer. <laughs> yeah, probably more like nachos or like something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I think that's probably it. We actually had like a pretty good. We're like right at an hour. That's great. Yeah, good, good, good for us. Good for us. Um, I apologize about not promoting uh shark academy more i just got hammered at work yep. uh this past week so yep. i have had very 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 little time uh but uh if any of the sharks are listening i am still going to promote yep. and we are going to set up some sort of fundraiser or some sort of fun thing to do well, and speaking of that, I do have something going on my Twitter. If you are a follower of mine, if you follow my Twitter account and you purchase a raffle ticket, any number of raffle tickets, that's a $10 raffle ticket. You purchase one, send me proof of purchase. 
if I can get 25 tickets bought by my followers, just 25 collectively by my followers, I will give away a NFL jersey of anyone's choice. You get to pick it, whoever you want. I would love for it to be a Panther, but any NFL player that you want their jersey, you buy a $10 raffle ticket, which will enter you for a chance to win tickets to the Saints-Panthers in New Orleans in December, and it will also give you a chance to win a NFL jersey, all for $10. So go in there, donate, send me proof of your donation. Keep following me. We'll do a raffle here on Kitty Lit. We'll do a raffle. We'll pull a name out of a hat of everyone that did it, and we'll give away a jersey. Sick. Oh, so I guess I can't play. Um, I already got no, a jersey. You, I got my yeah, DJ Chart yeah, jersey. Yeah, that's right. Let's there go. You go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think – so uh, in touching on that, because I know we had this – I know I don't want to bring up who and what and where, but I just want, because we're promoting this and it's all about competition and mental health and making people feel accepted and they matter and just being a good person. I know we, we get really hyped up and we get really competitive, but we never wish anything on another person. Michael Thomas is always hurt. So when I give my analysis, I just have to think that he's probably going to get hurt. I'm not wishing for him to get hurt. I think that this yeah. is a this is a human being and he has a family and I don't want anything for him. We had we had the situation with uh with Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf. Peyton Manning came in and was amazing. Ryan Leaf came in and everything got blamed on him because he was compared to Peyton Manning. And this dude uh went into depression, we got uh, addicted to drugs, lost right. everything. He went to jail because he was stealing for his drug addiction. Mm-hmm. All because this happened to him, because yeah. we put all this pressure on him that he had to be something. And and even though that the team failed, the players around him failed, the coaching staff failed, we put all of that on him. And if I was the person that wished him to fail, I would feel. Oh, I, I cannot tell you how awful I would feel if I put right. that on him. So I just want us, yes, we can be fun. We can talk mess. We can say that, you know, this team sucks. And, uh, yeah, like, it's fine. I, I don't like Drew Brees because he always kills us. That's fine. You don't have you, to like yes. other players. You don't have right. to like other teams. Right. But there's a difference between hoping that somebody fails. And and and, and so, look, here's the deal. It, it was about one person's own feelings of validation of being correct over somebody's livelihood and something that they've worked their entire life to strive for. Mm. Let's just be really respectful about the fact that like, there's no reason to wish bad on somebody for your personal game. There's just no reason for it. You can want your team to beat them. I want the Panthers to go 17 and 0 and I want them to win the Super Bowl. I want them to crush everybody along the way. I also want them to get everybody's best shot. I don't want any excuses after we beat everybody. I want it to be, no, no, you had your best player. You guys did what you did. We were just better. That's Mm -hmm. how you do it. You don't want everyone to suck. You don't want to be the only good team. Just keep it, keep it civil. Keep it cool. Yeah. 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 And it's also okay to call somebody out. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I catch some flack for that. Sometimes maybe I can be a little bit aggressive on that, but I I really don't stand for that whole kind of thing. I think that there is a right way. And maybe it's not malicious intent. Sometimes when we say things in the heat of battle, we all are very passionate fans. But then you can also walk that back and say, yeah, no, I was wrong. Let me let me fix that. Mm-hmm. Saying you're wrong is perfectly okay. I'm wrong more times than I'm right. Yeah, and that, and then, and that goes back again. That's where we're so passionate about what uh, Shark Academy is doing. Yep. Because they are instilling this in people that are young. They want people to be able to say these things. It's, that's it's, right. Be like, be like, hey, you don't – you all can be happy with each other. You can all support right. each other and someone can still win and lose. And if that's instilled young, then we have those tools when we're older and it's just so important. So please go uh, support shark Academy because I keep on saying shark Academy uh, because they're just doing wonderful things. So yeah, and coach D talked so much about that, the support system that people need and that young people that maybe don't have that natural support system built into them from childhood. Really important that when you get into sports and the camaraderie of being a fan and anything like that, support system. And the first word of that is support. So let's try to do as much supporting as we can. Supporting Coach D and DJ Chark's Chark Academy and all of those other things. Let's just get out there and do our best to do that. I support you, man. Thanks, man. I support you too. Yeah, yeah. Not the bagels and not the bagels (laughs) and beer thing today. I fully do not support that. But if you change that to nachos, you have my support again. 
<laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Everybody, go out and support Ricky by reading his article. Yeah, please uh, do. <laughs> and uh, if you if you like the show, support us by telling your friends for likes and comments and follows. Not for our ego, but just because um, we want to make sure that a we're a little bit for my ego, <laughs> teeny bit. Just to, just to give us some a little bit of oomph to to keep yeah. going and to keep to Pep make in sure my that, step. To, yeah, to make sure that you guys are interested in what we're saying. And if we aren't saying what you want us to say, tell us and but constructively. Yeah, and uh, and we will we will try to start uh, talking more about things that you like. So appreciate you, Ricky. I support yeah, you, man. and uh, <laughs> I think I think we're good. So I'm going to yeah. sign off with a uh, keep pounding. Keep pounding. Let's go, Panthers. <laughs> <laughs>